Hi, I am Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Today I have a really deep and lovely reading with Shell Silverston. She is an author and speaker and has a new book out at the moment called Finding My Sacred. There's a link in the show notes if you're interested in exploring Shell a little further. Excuse my voice today. I'm a little raspy. And so in this conversation, Shell and I look at this old paradigm of stories and being lazy versus working hard. And we look at play versus working hard and the frequency of those. We talk about what is true freedom And that happiness is not a destination, it's actually created inside you. We look at protecting yourself is not fully living and how we have this collective story of achieving and success that is all wound up in that. And then our big self versus your not self and how to embody the true essence of who you are. Before we dive into our conversation, I would love to invite you to check out Alchemy, a school for the soul. I am enrolling for January mentorships and it just feels so delicious and expansive and magical and all these beautiful qualities that I would love to share with you. So if you're interested in working with me in this capacity and deepening and expanding your magic and intuition in the world, you can you can find a link in the show notes to set up a call with me. And I am also looking for guests for the show. I have another spot to fill before the end of the year. If anybody is interested, I'd love to support you this way. It's one of my favorite things that I do, these readings. So I look forward to seeing you on my calendar. And now here is my reading with Shell. Enjoy. Hi, Shell. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hello. I would like to know about my family relations and where it stands right now. Okay. So the first thing I notice is a clenching in your body, in your lower chakras, like your first and second chakra, when you ask the question, like almost a fear response, like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, what might she say? Wow. (laughs) And you're showing me a gate on like a prairie. There's this big expanse of land and just beauty out in front of you, these mountains in the distance, and there's a river, and then there's this gate. And it's interesting. It's it's kind of like an iron gate that's very open, and you have it closed, and you're standing on the other side of the view, looking out at the mountains. And there's this sense inside you that, oh, I wish I could be over there, but look, this gate is in my way, and I don't know how to open it. But when we look at the gate, there's really nothing to the gate. It's so superficial. You could just duck and walk like underneath the gate and go. And yet this 
it's it's like you you're believing that something is stopping you that isn't really real. So what wow. happens? Yeah, what happens when I tell you that? Well, I was thinking just to myself this morning how I've set all these parameters up in my head. I have a lot of parameters, a lot of rules, um, a lot of expectations. And there was this fleeting thought of what if I didn't have those parameters up? And the thought came of freedom, but also the thought came of, well, then you'll be lazy. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that, being lazy. Mm, I think it comes from my my mom and my dad because they were always hard workers. I mean, my mom and dad are Navajo and they have pretty much had to have been on their own since they were mm, 10 on. In fact, they both went to Intermountain Boarding School about at the age of, I believe, 14. So they moved hundreds of miles away from their parents and were on their own from that point on. So there was no room for failure for either of them when they came to Brigham City, Utah. My dad had to, he worked in a bakery after school and my mom went into nursing. So they've always had to be really responsible. And I think they've instilled that into my head of, okay, you've got to be responsible, no sleeping in, make use of your time. Yeah. In fact, my dad would get after me if I slept in past 11. I was a teenager and there were times when I would sleep in past noon. And one time I did that and I found the door taking off its hinges. And he said, when you start waking up on time, you'll get your door back. And that lasted for about a month. And then I decided I better get my butt up at 10 a.m. at least. Yeah, I see that threaded through your family line of this, the paradigm of hard work, be responsible, you know, no sleeping in, all those things. And it's, we live in a new paradigm now where it's not about working hard. In my experience, it's about doing what you love. And when you do what you love, you show up because it's not really work. It's, it's, it's your purpose. It's your passion. It's what you, you came here as a soul to do. So it, it steps or exists outside of this paradigm of you got to get up at, you know, the crack of dawn and work all day. And like time has changed. We live in a very different world to that. And yet I see that like, you know, hooked into you still, which is very common, right? Like our family lines get passed down to us, the things That makes sense. But I know I'm doing what I love now. And even now, I think my family, my son in particular, sees me and I'm going and I'm going, but I'm doing what I love. So it doesn't seem like work. And today I I pushed him out. I'm like, go do something for two hours while I'm doing this podcast. And he said, you know what, mom, I live here too. (laughs) And I said, I know that. Just give me two hours. So I'm well aware. Of I, I really don't, I now that I'm thinking about it, I really don't take time to play. I've been aware of that. And then at this point, I, I don't know how to play. I just know, I just want to achieve. What if play became the path to achieving? It could. You're right. It very well could. It's, it's funny, but I don't even know where to start. And I well, used to be playful all the time and joking. And I I know I've lost that part of myself. When do you remember losing it? I believe I lost it 
around the time I, I became agoraphobic. So about 2005. Yeah. And you've, you know, we talked a little before and you've been on this really big healing journey mm -hmm. and, and changed so many things inside yourself. Yeah. And there's a sense of pride, actually, now that I think of it with achieving that I never had before. And now I'm, I'm chalking things up and it, there's like a sense of, ah, I did that. I did that this week. And that, that's how I, I get my little spark now that I, I recognize it. But I, I get so much joy from just throwing a football around with my son. And I went, we went two weeks ago, we went to like a carnival and I only allowed myself an hour, but spontaneous moments like that are, are fun, but I know I don't do it very often. And I, there's still a sense of guilt when I do play. Like, I mean, it's not a bad word, but in my vocabulary, it's become kind of nonsensical when I play or have fun. It doesn't feel like achieving. Mm. Who are you trying to please or find approval from with achieving? I think it first started out with my mom, but now it is really, I'm doing it for me, I guess, for that sense of feel, I guess there's a part in me that says when you achieve, you will be free because you'll be financially free. You'll be able to do a little more of what you want. And that gives me a sense of freedom of by achieving. Gosh, now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds like I've reprogrammed myself to really achieve because I thought that was the answer early on. I thought, oh, if you just work hard and you you reach your dreams, you're, you'll have it all. But now I'm, I'm reaching milestones and I am achieving and it is fun, but there, I realize consciously there's no end point. The journey actually is something I should be noticing and enjoying. And, and I'm consciously not at this moment. Yeah, that's a common pattern, right? Like the carrot dangling. And you're mm -hmm. always chasing it. And happiness is just around the corner once you get this last carrot. But it never really is. Yeah. Because the happiness is in this moment. It's in the moment when you're, that ball leaves your hand <laughs> and you feel it, right? And you see your son there ready to catch it and the sun's shining and you feel the grass between your toes. And that's where happiness lives. Yeah, yeah, it is. In those moments, you're right. And I do want to create more of those moments. And I don't know why, but just getting things checked off on the list has become something I've, I've driven to do the last, I'd say, year. And it's gotten me somewhere. But at the same time, I'm, I'm now realizing, look, you're going to check off all these checks on your list. It's going to be all done. But are you going to be happy? Well, it, it speaks to that, that nothing outside of you creates your happiness. And there's this sense, right? Like, oh, if I just check off all these things on this list, then I can feel okay. Then I can breathe. Then I can rest. Then I can laugh and play. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, you hit it right there. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. Well, the magic lies, the real freedom lies in knowing that you get to choose to be okay in this moment, whether nothing is crossed off on that list or everything is. It's, it's something you cultivate inside of you. Mm, yeah. Because no amount of checking boxes is going to make you feel okay. 
it it can in the moment, but it's very short lived as you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. In fact, you just saying that and me just realizing that I don't know something was lifted. Something like was something, what? something was lifted. Like gave me permission mm-hmm. of just be. Yeah, just be. Yeah, you're showing me this image of these beautiful hands wanting to hold your heart. And like they're there and they're available to you. And there's this part of you that is hesitant. They're like, oh, I don't know. Like, d- what does that mean? Do I have to be vulnerable? Do I, what do I need to let go of? What do I need to allow myself to receive from these hands that they're, they're hands of spirit is the way that I see them. And they want to caress you. And, and yet you're pulling, like you're, you're not sure, like you're holding back. Yeah, I do find myself holding back, not just in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I do have that inner fear of, yeah, letting go and just being happy and it all crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I yeah. don't know where that, that came from. Well, you're showing me when you say that, right? Like it all crumbling down. You're showing me this picture of what I believe is your father and you're building this wall together. Like you have the bricks and the cement and it's like, he's telling you this story of how you have to build this wall and make it strong because it's the thing that's going to protect you. Mm. And he's doing it out of so much love for you. Like he's just so tenderly showing you how to put the cement on and line the bricks up. That's that's him because he would, show me little things like stacking wood and he would show me the correct way to do it. And just, he was always teaching me. So that makes, if we were in a setting like that, he would show me the correct way. He was very hands-on. Yeah. And so as a way to protect you, right. His, his sweet girl, it's like build, you know, build this wall, like work hard, like don't stop, like keep your eye on the ball kind of idea. Right. And don't, don't lose sight of that. Like this, yeah. And this idea that that is the thing that's going to keep you safe. That's the thing that's going to make everything okay. And so here you are thinking that if you take your eye off that ball, if you play, if you laugh, that wall that he so lovingly built with you is going to come crumbling down. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. And my love, we both know the medicine lies in that wall come crumbling down. Wow. Yeah. I was in a group called Liftoff and I was a mime in it and I built this wall and, and people were trying to get in. And finally it took a while, but then I tore the wall down and I was able to touch people. Mm, yeah. So I do. Yeah. I, I feel like I have built walls and there's very few that have penetrated them. And the ones that have, I'm like really close, really, really close to them. Yeah. And there's a way, right, where you can, you have your inner circle, those people that are your confidence They're they have your back, they're your loves. Mm-hmm. And then, but, but keeping the rest of life out doesn't yeah. support you, right? Life wants to love you. It's knocking on that wall. Shell, you can let me in today. Is today the day? <laughs> right? That's, like, yeah, that's how you move to the next level. That's how you change the world the way you want to. You have to show up in openness and vulnerability and love. Oh, that feels good. 
when you even just said that, I could feel the love coming from everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's always there. We're the ones that stop it. You know, we stop the flow with our stories, our patterns, our beliefs, but it's always there. Mm. Yeah, I definitely feel a, a flow of love and feels good. Yeah. And that right there, right, as you're bringing this book into the world, mm -hmm. that flow of love is the the real tool, the real thing that will will make that book successful. I believe you, that. Mm -hmm, you allowing always, that. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying you well, allowing that. I've always told myself, whoever needs to find it, whoever can heal from it, it's going to reach them no matter what I do or what I don't do. And that in itself is freeing, knowing that it will, it will find its way to people who need it. And I always say, I'm, I was just a conduit. I mean, yeah, those are my words on paper, but I felt at the time writing it that it had a life of its own and it was made by, by a higher conscious than me. And so I, I, I'm very proud and very just to be a, a part of it. And it has a life of its own. When I, when I finished the last sentence, it was like I gave birth. <laughs> and it's like, there you are, my child. Yeah. And, and uh, it's there to be shared. Yeah. The most magnificent creations, that's how they arrive. <laughs> they come in where the, like you say, the conduit for just these beautiful stories and situations and magic really that, that wants to come in and be with humanity. And it chose you for this particular version and variation of that. Yeah, I believe that too. Wow. Just what you've said right now has been really healing of, I, I knew I was aware, but I guess it took someone else showing me it, that I, I have the wall and also to be aware of my programming of how I was believing that the only way you would accomplish anything is to constantly work and not play, not have any fun. And to well, that's a collective story. Yeah, Sorry. it's a collective story we hold, right? Like it's, and we get hooked into those. And you may or may not know this, but this year I have been in devotion to only doing what I love as a way to break free of that story that you can't have a successful life by not working like a crazy person, and that by doing what you love in all areas creates the frequency of your success, right? However you define it. Yeah. And that's interesting too, when you say, however you define it, because my idea of success in the past is definitely different than my idea of success now. And it's almost like in the past with the idea of success being, oh, you have to work, you have to achieve, you no time for rest, no time for play. And it seemed like I was just going up a hill and I just kept sliding back, like not getting anywhere. And now I, I have loosened up. I, I've been able to trust. I've delegated some of my work to other people because I was going to take it all on and do it all myself because there's so many different facets to writing a book. There's people who design the cover. There's a website. There's audio and there's editors and it, it's a endless list. 
And at first I tried tackling it all on my own. And it wasn't until the past three years, I started delegating stuff out. So I got me an IT person. I got me a publicist and things are are flowing much easier since I've let go of some of the reins that I had held so close to me. Now that took trust, being able to to entrust my book and my story with, with other people and having them take a part in it. But it's been really rewarding. Yeah. And that that brings me back to where we started with you mentioning about these rules that you live inside of and these these structures that you've created that for your life. And this example, right? You you have a living, breathing map of how successful it was to let go of the reins, to mm-hmm. let other people in and to help you. No, oh, yeah. You, that, yeah. Yeah, you can use that example, that frequency in other areas of your life when it shows up and says, oh, I don't have time for this or, oh, I can't do that, right? To to use this map that showed you, yes, you can. Yeah, that's true. It, it was really difficult to let go of the reins. And I know I've had issues with power and control in the past and probably still now, but that is something, you know, I've, I've been working on and trying to let go of, even in my parenting. And I I know when I'm a little more relaxed and when I entrust others to help me, in fact, assist me, yeah, it's worked out better. But it's taken, I think that comes from my mom and dad too, where we're really prideful and it's hard to step back and, and ask for help, ask for assistance. Yeah, well, you came here to change that for your family line, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was interested in how far back my ancestral line, if there's any pain and traumas related to them that affect me now. Yeah. You're asking that like a question. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. That's what I was tracking earlier in the call when you were talking about your parents and their upbringing and how they went away to school and were so young. There is a thread. Yes. Of family line that is hooked into you that would be a beautiful place to explore and heal, right? Mm. For in the Andean traditions, we talk about you heal seven generations backward and seven generations forward. Mm. When you do your work and you've been on this incredible healing journey and it doesn't, you know, we might focus on one point of your life in that healing. And yet every area of your life is affected by that. It's it's not compartmentalized and that extends back through your family lines mm. and forward through them, through your son, right? Like you're changing his children's children's future. Yeah. By doing yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. And I know I've been trusting him to make his own decisions. And that's been something that I think my parents, they wanted to do to make all my decisions for me. And I realized that and now I, I try to back out and take a step back when it comes to important decisions and I allow him to do it. I allow him to make the choices. Mm, that's a beautiful change. And and I'm sure you already know this, that your parents were loving you when they were making those decisions for you. That was their version of protecting you and loving you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They wanted me. I'm I'm adopted. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was adopted from birth. And I I know that even though they're 
not my parents biologically. They're all I know. And, and they, they have loved me with every fiber of their being, both of them, me and my brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you sense any energies around me? When you say that, what are you specifically looking for? I've always had intuitives say that I have a female energy that's watching over me. I was just wondering if she's still present. When I look, I see angels. Like you have, you have, there's three angels that I see above you and you have power animals with you as well. Like I see a jaguar with you and what else is threaded through there? And then you have your guides, right? Your spirit guides. They, to me today, right? Because <laughs> it's interesting as well when we, when we start looking at guides, because I read through a lens of my perception too. So sometimes, you know, things look possibly different to you and to me, like if we're both looking, right? (laughs) And the way that I see your guides right now, they're non, uh, like they're not showing me either male or female. Mm. They're just like, we're here. That's fine. (laughs) That doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They're like, it's not important. Like we're just, we're here. Because I, I feel personally that I hone in half male, half female energy Mm. to mean neither one's dominant. Yeah. So we're tracking the same with them. Mm. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. What are you taking away from the call today? What's your medicine you're making? I think that what I've always sensed is coming through in this call. I've always sensed that I, I am a powerful person. I'm strong, courageous yet loving. And I know this, but there's always that inkling of doubt that I've always had of second guessing myself and what I'm doing and what I'm here for and what my path is. And at this moment, all feels right. It doesn't matter what I did before this or what has led up to this. But at this moment, I feel like I've done the best I could with what I knew how and that I'm on the right path and that I am guided. And I have a strength from myself and the strength from my guides and my angels. And we don't know it. I mean, I don't sense it all the time, but they're always working for me and I'm always working for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to trust. That's, that's what's been screaming out to me the past year is trust. Just trust. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful, like place to be right like knowing you're you're here in this now moment because that's all you have and it's it's trusting that it is one step at a time on the journey and not about what you're achieving today but how are you choosing to embody this moment Mm, yeah definitely are you yeah who are you in this moment and is that the person that you desire to be wow yeah in this moment all feels right And yeah, it's about the moment and continued healing wherever I can in whatever way or modality I can heal through my dreams. I can heal through meditations. Yeah, there's different modes of healing that I I can still tune into. And I I know those ways will help me. Yeah. And one one of the things I love to play, and I mean, words, right? They they carry a lot of weight. And when... We have this tendency as a 
this point in our evolution as humanity, you know, however we call it, where we we feel like something's wrong with us and we've got to heal things. We've got to fix things. And if once we change this, so once we do this, then we'll be okay. And the place I love to play in is that you're a divine creative being. You're part of God right now. The The place, the word I love is I'm here expanding. I'm expanding into the truth of who I came here to be. Yes, expansion. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. You are perfectly divine. And mm-hmm. we're here on a journey of expansion, <laughs> learning and taking opportunities and right, harvesting all the gifts and the gold that life wants to th- give to us. And from that place, I, I just feel my heart stays open more. Yeah. So play with that, you know, see, see what feels true for it, you. Yeah, it, it feels good to, to know that you know, the, the path is right. I mean, I, right now, as I sit and think about everything that's led up to where I'm at right now, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even have to really think about it. I just feel it. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I need to do. And that's enlightenment. That's, that's freedom in itself. Yes. And I, I think it's only my mind that is building those barriers of, no, you're not doing enough. No, you made the wrong choice. It's, it's just that mind chatter. Mm-hmm. But without that mind chatter and, and you stop the mind chatter, it's just like, wow, I'm here. Isn't that great? I'm here yeah. at this moment and I'm able to experience. Isn't that beautiful? And then when that chatter goes to that, it's, it's freeing and it's, it's a weight lifted off. And, and that in itself is knowing. Well, you're connected to your big self, to your soul, to your divine essence in those moments, right? And then our mind comes in and wants to build the stories and the problems and all the reasons why, mm-hmm. why not? And it's a practice of just recognizing, oh, you got me again. Oh, <laughs> and returning to the big yeah. self. <laughs> yeah, I like that, the big self. So. I, I want to listen to the big self, <laughs> not the endless mind chatter. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, my love. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? Yes. Yes. Thank you. You've definitely brought an awareness that I will be more conscious of. And then I'm going to go play. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe yes, just get yes. A, a bottle of bubbles and a football and go play. Do it and barefoot then, if it's not too cold where you are. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's Salt Lake City, Utah right now. And I'm pretty sure it's it's around 80. <laughs> so we're good here. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.